Hello, I'm Bryony Kidd, and this is the second episode of Contemporary Art Tasmania's podcast, What Are You Looking At? As a filmmaker and theatre maker, sound is integral to my work, and I've been particularly focused in the last few years on how to use sound techniques to create a sense of suspense or dread, such as in the horror genre. I'm interested to know more about how sound is used in a contemporary art setting, like in a gallery context. What's the difference, really? What are the aims of sound as art versus sound as a component of storytelling? What's the difference between sound art and experimental music, for that matter? I'm going to explore some of these questions via a recent exhibition at Contemporary Art Tasmania, which was presented as part of Dark Mofo in June. The show was called Envelope. That's envelope with the E at the end in brackets. So I guess you could say it as envelope or envelope. It was curated by Matt Warren and featured the work of five artists, Julian Day, Elizabeth Feldon, Mick Harris, Christina Kubich and Jason James, in a large space divided into segments. We'll hear from Matt and one of the artists in a minute, but I want to begin by talking to someone who actually has nothing to do with it, Mish Myers. Mish is an interdisciplinary artist who lives in Hobart and she'll be my co-conspirator for this episode. We met up outside the gallery one day and Mish told me she'd already been to see Envelope three times. Well, experience it, I should say, including once at the opening when the space was full of people. I think sound's really interesting because it's one of those things where if you're going to really immerse yourself, you want to cut your um, other senses off. You often want to close your eyes. And I've been, you know, over the years at other gigs where they've had sound and if there's like a, if there's, you know... Um, a sound audience they will I've often seen them you know years ago sitting down with their eyes closed and it's a very different kind of audience experience having said that 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 wasn't certainly the case this is part of a festival you know lots of people are visiting um but um yeah I think I'm really glad I did come to the opening because I thought it was quite filmic and beautiful because I think the way that humans interact in that space and then they're lit because there's these four kind of cubes that people can um, sit on and they're lit um, and then the sound is kind of immersive and then there's the central lights changing it was really interesting because at the opening people were kind of hovering around and sort of being drawn to these kind of stations I think like bees normally with a sound work I wouldn't be that fast coming to an opening because I know that it would be a compromised kind of experience um, because you've got lots of people talking and things like that. So actually, um, this time I actually, I'm really glad that I did go because I think it, like I said, it was quite a theatrical experience. And I think having, um, someone go off alone outside from where like a herd of people were, it was very herd kind of, and then someone would go off alone and choose to have an alone time in this social space. And then they, uh, separated, um, but they're also highlighted that they're separated. It, I actually think I thought it was absolutely really beautiful. What I did, what did strike me when I actually came the second time was, whilst it's a big space and it is quartered and then and then well into fifths, um, the sound bleeds a lot. So this this kind of cacophony of like smushiness. Um, you know, if it was a piece of paper, um, there would be points of focus, but then there would be kind of a, you know. A faded colours that kind of are running into each other I think and there wouldn't be very much space um, so there's this kind of it's kind of interesting because it's this kind of and I know Matt quite well and he's kind of an introspective kind of contemplative person and so 
it's finding those kind of I found it difficult to separate the sound out and then I had to let go of that and just go no well this he would have known that this would have happened otherwise there would have been headphones so Mish should we go in and have another listen and maybe you can give me some more specific responses to some of the work yep let's go so we're standing in front of Julian Day's work, which is um, two keyboards with um, metal rods pressing on the um, some keys, making this kind of sound. And I'm not sure, but for some reason, I kind of thought that it feels like it shouldn't be changing sound, but it does feel like it kind of changes um, volume or something. There's quite a feeling of suspense, I think. Suspense of nothing changing, I think, is kind of interesting. And as you can hear, for me, it's really difficult to actually separate which works are which, and then you just have to really accept in this particular show that it all has to go together, and then, then you have a kind of a a moment. So basically, what you ultimately see is this work. We have these two small consumer uh, keyboards from about 1980 pinned apart against a wall or two parallel walls by these gleaming metal rods and you're hearing this perpetual sound spilling out from the objects and it's quite literally propping them apart so it's almost like a Richard Serra kind of danger to the piece if you go too far and try and touch it and see what's going to happen the, the risk is it will fall and crash to the ground and I thought there was a certain poetry in these objects from the past being allowed to sound but through this sort of violent looking act um, they're only sounding through this piercing and kept in a sustained kind of moment of prolonged death almost. Uh, so there's a kind of this life or death element to the piece, um, as well as this preoccupation with how sound is this really engaging energy that does its own thing uh, outside of the objects. That was Julian Day talking about his piece Requiem. Julian is an artist, composer, writer and broadcaster who's based in Sydney. Here he is in conversation with curator Matt Warren at the Artist Talk for Envelope on the 18th of July 2015 at Contemporary Art Tasmania. Talk a little bit about your practice as a, I guess, as, a, as an artist who works in gallery-based stuff, but also as a con- composer and a performer as well. I guess I could probably divide what I do into a few different categories, as Matt mentioned. Um, I started out by studying composition and... Uh, a left turn into broadcasting, and I still broadcast BBC uh, radio primarily. And then in the last five, six years, sort of blended those things in a way into more of a broader art direction. So I re-enrolled in art school, which had been a long desire to do, and um, came out the other side and I started working in galleries as much as working in... The fascinating thing to me about Envelope is that it affords a glimpse into the practice of five idiosyncratic artists. They're working in similar territory, actually, but they each approach the idea of sound art in their own way. It's really interesting when I kind of, I'm like, when I'm here wanting, like, uh, being asked to talk about sound, but actually what I, my, my initial response is that it's this kind of, darkened space, there's these points of light, there's this kind of, you know, this, I mean, this is kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of this kind of reverent space or, you know, whether it's both, you know, um, 
you know, a dark theatre and it's a, you know, a, a long suspenseful moment in a movie, like this one's kind of evoking those feelings, or, you know, a scary kind of church or... And I think it's really interesting that, um, you know, my initial response is to be very reverent and, um, and quiet and listen and um, be passive in that listening, I guess. Um, and contemplative, yeah. Well, we're currently talking over the top of the artwork, so whether or not that they would want us to do that, I don't know, but it's interesting, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I know, and, and how does that, how would that be comparable to, um, you know, is that like drawing under a drawing? I don't know. <laughs> um, but um, anyway, it's interesting, but um, this one has kind of an unsettling, I guess, feeling as well. Okay, so we're going to go and stand underneath the lights that are, is Jason James's part of the exhibition. So we were talking earlier, weren't we, about whether it has a sound component, we weren't sure, but then we actually realised that the sound of the um, theatre lights cooling down and warming up, and that's sort of a slow tick. Um, and if you've had anything to do with theatre, um, you know what that is pretty quickly, and it's quite a sort of a... No, it's got like a clock-like kind of, you know, there's something to be wary of. You don't want the things to fit like you. So there's this kind of, I think there's this kind of little edge, especially with all these kind of sounds around us as well. Okay, so here we are in the middle of Elizabeth Veldon's work. Uh, there's a lot of voices, obviously, so... Uh, it's it's strange. It's even more strange to be talking in the middle of this piece yeah. of work. Or more natural in some ways. Yeah. I think this one differs from the others in that because it is language. You're trying to actually you become an eavesdropper. You become you're like trying to pick up actually what they're saying, trying to make sense of the sound. Um, and you can only pick up bits and it's quite thick, some thick accent and sometimes like a different language I think perhaps. So that also puts you, I think it's, this show is really interesting, it really is, um, uh, it, it's actually really um, moving the viewer and audience into a, a participant in various ways. You're being asked to be a passive listener. You're being asked to be an eavesdropper in this one, perhaps. You're being asked to be, um, a, you know, part like an actor and, a, you know, a, a still prop for other people to enjoy. Whilst, you know, I think it's really... I, I wonder if Matt had planned that all out. Yeah. Should we move to the next one? Yes, let's have a listen. really difficult to talk about stuff when you're like tasting kind of like the air of sound mm. um, but yeah it's quite I mean I wonder I actually wonder how most of them have actually made the sound in this one in this one particularly so I guess so this is Christina Christina Kubich Kubich 
again, it reminds me of like a, you know, it, it's, this one's quite dramatic, this one. It's like, you know, something bad happened in an indie film. Did it, it's still again a filmic um, reference to me, and I don't know if that's because that's my main experience of sound. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, I have had other, you know, gone to various shows and have had various um, crossover with sound art. But um, yeah, isn't that funny? I keep keep coming in this particular show to to those kind of a, an emotional response um, that's reminding me of an intense moment that happened um, we've just got some other people in the gallery as you can hear it kind of changes the dynamic quite a lot Ultimately Envelope is a show about the curation process itself as much as it is about the individual works Here's Matt Warren again in conversation with Julian Day. I was quite interested in with this show to actually have have the little envelopes, for want of a better word, um, and so everyone can have you know each individual artist would have their own individual um, area of focus. Um, but I was quite interested in the, the thresholds and the, and the kind of the little areas, the liminal spaces between them all, or, or in the centre, um, where um, not only is Jason's work a, a work that illuminates a section of the gallery, but it's also got its own little crackles as well, its own little um, sound elements as well. Yeah. And if you stand underneath it, it's a, a really, really um, intense place to be. Um, because you're also you, you you're there, but you're also surrounded by these um, little hints of what's going on around the space. So I was quite interested in those thresholds, and um, rather than try and fight against them, I guess in in a gallery a, a curatorial way, um, is is to, to embrace them and to embrace that. And I guess um, thankfully I've had artists who are quite open to that potential. Um, for collaboration that they don't necessarily know how it's going to um, pan out. And that's kind so of if this show is unusual, well, how are sound works usually curated? I don't know how it's going to end up, you know. I guess there's been so many shows over the years where you go to a sound art show and there's just a whole bunch of headphones hanging down from the wall. And that is one approach, and sometimes that can become sculptural. And there was a really great show maybe about 10 years ago in Melbourne where there was, I think it was 100 works from 100 different artists around the world. And the, the, the headphones coming down on leads actually became a sculptural element, and your shared individuality of all hearing your own separate channel was, was kind of nice. But I actually like going the other way. Matt Warren is from a music background and often performs improvised works that, where he jams with other musicians. Envelope seems like a similar conceit in that he's setting up a framework for an exchange of creative ideas rather than dictating to artists what kind of effect they should be producing, such as, for example, a conductor might. He's trusting everyone's instincts and trusting that the interplay will create something worthwhile. But how is what is happening with Envelope not music? Talk a little bit about... um the difference between we can have a back, we can have a discussion on this, I guess, but the difference between um, sound art and music. Okay, 
Okay. Um, wh what is it? Does it matter? It, that there's a difference if there is one, and is it? Um, I, I guess is it down to the intent of the creator or the, the intent of the listener? What do you think? Well, there's my personal views on it, and then there's acknowledging that it's a contentious mm -hmm. description. Uh, so my supervisor and my uh, masters, uh, a guy called Caleb Kelly, is a writer on sound. Um, he has a book called Cracked Media, which is all about people working with turntables and CD players and warping them and breaking them and mistreating <laughs> them in various ways. And uh, he upfront describes what his view of sound art is. And um, I think he says he would prefer to enlarge the term to sound arts, which would make a lot more sense because then you can include a whole bunch of different practices, perhaps music and experimental music, perhaps sound in the gallery, perhaps more conceptual and philosophical views of sound. But I think the term sound art itself is often seen as a very narrow subset of all that. And it tends to be, I guess, relatively abstract, um, audio-oriented pieces in galleries. There's a certain austerity to it. Would you, would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I would, I would say so. A lot of it would be based on <clears throat> on field recordings and um, electroacoustic kind of experiments, I guess. Yeah. It's sort of a look and a sound to it. That yes. If you've come across a few classic sound art pieces, you know what to expect. Mm. I think someone like Max Neuhaus, famous sound mm. artist, is like he's very protective of the term. Mm and feels that people who want to expand at meaning just about anything, like music included, uh, is really doing a disservice to artists who are really just focusing on sound. Mm -hmm. But I think in recent times, people have wanted to reject So we've that heard from Matt and, and Julian. We've been into the gallery with Mish to consider each of the works in envelopes specifically. Where to now? I'd like to get a better understanding of where this show fits within the broader context, I guess. So I took the opportunity to ask Julian about what's hot right now in sound art in Australia. What are the trends? Yeah, there's a few different trends going on, I think, in sound. I think we've been long seeing this greater embrace of sound as just being part of art. Um, and uh, I think institutions and curators and so forth are just thinking about sound as being something that might sit alongside a whole bunch of other things, which I think is really healthy. Uh, so someone like Kusum Normoyle, for instance, who I know in Sydney, is a really interesting artist who was in Primavera a few years ago at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Sydney. And her um, very, very brief, highly energised um, shouting in public places became a, a video work and a performance thing. And that sat alongside some video work and photography and sculpture. And I think that's a really healthy and interesting trend that we're just seeing sound as just like any other thing. And also, I think it's, there's a greater understanding that sound operates in all different forms of visual art. So it's actually really present in video art and in performance. Um, and even, I don't know, other more hybrid two-dimensional forms as well. Uh, in terms of pure looking at sound, I guess there's a few different things going on. There's a whole bunch of people who are really excited about um, uh, electromagnetics and uh, invisible energies. Um, my former supervisor, Joyce Hinterding, who's at the Sydney College of the Arts, has a big show opening at MCA shortly, and uh, she deals a lot with this, and I think that's a really fascinating future direction, the kind of, I don't know, sound uh, having its own thing that, that isn't even human, doesn't even have anything to do with human intervention a lot of the time. We're sort of surrounded by all this uh, energy in the universe even. Um, then there's the tinkerers, and there's a lot of people who, who make stuff uh, that, that does kind of quirky things with sound, 
and people who really play with the the objects and the meaning of of, of, of music or sound materials and I've done a bit of that I guess by using loudspeakers and keyboards and you know stripping guitars of their strings and using feedback and that sort of thing personally I'm I'm, I'm just more interested in things that have a, a great resonance with anyone coming into a space encountering my work so I'm not so tied to being having to kind of reference sound art specifically I'd be much happier just being more involved in the general milieu of of art making and sound making and, and hopefully that's where it will continue. I'm Bryony Kidd. What Are You Looking At is edited and produced by Pip Stafford and myself for Contemporary Art Tasmania. We'd like to thank our interviewees, Matt Warren, Mish Myers and Julian Day and the other artists in Envelope, Jason James, Christina Kubich, Mick Harris and Elizabeth Veldon. The music is by Josh Santospirito. More information about Contemporary Art Tasmania's programs can be found at www.contemporaryarttasmania.org. Episode 1 of What Are You Looking At? can be found on our website, as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud. <laughs>